Live from the 607, it's the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, where we're talking movies, TV, comics, and more. Join in the conversation on our social media with the hashtag ODPH, because here we go. Welcome back for another edition of the ODPH Podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us this week. My name is Kenem. Joining me in studio, as always, he's the co-host. His name is Padawan J. Hello, hello, hello. Folks, it is that time of year, albeit it's a very different time than years mm-hmm. past, but it is still hashtag con season for the ODPH. Yes. And obviously, if you're a longtime listener of the show... You know what we're talking about. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for checking us out. We are talking New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Now, we have gone multiple years between Pat and myself. Yep. I am a seven-year veteran of this. Pat, I believe, is a five-year. Four or five. Yeah, something like that. Something at this stage. But we have gone multiple years. We did press last year for New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And obviously, with everything going on in the world right now, earlier this summer, we weren't really sure what was going to happen. Right. We did know that as more things have been getting shut down and transitioning to a digital format, we feared that New York Comic Con was going to follow suit. And it was announced over July 4th, I believe. Something like that, yeah. That they were going to be going virtual for this year's Comic Con, which mm-hmm. is the right decision to make. So yeah. I, I'm not faulting them. I'm not faulting anybody about this. And I'm not complaining one bit. It sucks that we're in the situation, but. It is what it is with a pandemic going on around the world. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this year has been a very different one if you have attended Comic-Cons in any way, shape, or fashion because everybody's been going digital. And yeah. it has been a very polarizing, I guess, experience for some. Yeah. I think that's a fair statement yeah. to say. No, yeah, absolutely. Because we've had San Diego Comic-Con at home, which yep. was met with a lot of, in my opinion, unjust criticism because yeah. – with everything going on in the world, the fact they still tried doing the con, right? Doing it virtually is a brand new experience that nobody is used to doing, right? Yeah, and it's, and especially just trying to get everything together, and it's hard to pull off those Hall H moments that just blow the roof off the place, or the ones that are talked about for a while, you know, when you're at home. It, it's 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 like with anything else, it's nice to see and it's nice to have, but it's just not the same feeling, right? So thus, the reaction there, I think everybody else has been planning cons after. Mm-hmm took notes and tried improving each and every time. Read Pop, who has been always synonymous with New York Comic Con, did roll out the Read Pop metaverse on August 13th through 16th of this year. Yeah. Which was met with a lot of criticism too, but yeah. I think it was more of a dry test run to see where we would be for New York Comic Con. So I don't fault them for it. There was some stuff that they could definitely improve on, but yeah. as we've been going forward, each con has been doing that. We've also had DC Fandome. Which, oh, yeah, which blew the lid off of everybody. Yeah, they DC decided to, to unveil everything in August. Benchmark. Yes. And then for what they did in September, too, I thought they did a good job of yeah. having multiple rooms. Yes. So now we are at New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And obviously, with everything going on, they've decided to change up things a little bit. So this year, they are also sharing it, the billing, as it's New York Comic Con and MCM Comic Con. Right. So, Metaverse. So, that is what we're going to be breaking down this entire episode because we are going to give you the itinerary to check out. Findthemetaverse.com is the place you need to go for all the information. Yep. And you definitely need to be subscribed to the New York Comic Con YouTube channel Uh so you do not miss any of the virtual panels because I will say this, for being virtual... 
New York Comic Con definitely stacked the deck. Yeah, they did. And I would just want to say, if you're not too familiar with YouTube, definitely be subscribed. Also, hit the little bell that's there, just because YouTube's, yes. YouTube's algorithm and their their uh, subscription feed notoriously buggy, notoriously suspect. If you don't watch a content creator. Uh, actively enough, they might get suppressed in your subscription feed, so they might not show up all the time. Mm -hmm. But if you hit that little bell and change it to uh, notifications for all videos, you won't miss a thing. Yes, and that is a very, very big thing because they have a lot going on multiple times too. We, the only thing we can't get a little clarification on is if these videos are going to be up for the entire weekend, like yeah. San Diego was. I'm assuming they are. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so because they really stack the deck on this. And as you go through the findthemetaverse.com uh, page, they do have it lined up very easy. I, I will say the navigation mm-hmm. is very easy to find because they also have the meet the guests, and they also have your main stage and center stage. Right. So for all their panels and categories, too, for cosplay, anime, and manga, mm-hmm. they have it broken down very easily. So I, yeah. have, I have to give them credit for that because no, it's absolutely. very, very easy to find so stuff. So kudos to the uh, web designers. Yeah, this is very simple to find stuff. So we are going to go break down what you should be checking out mm-hmm. on findthemetaverse.com for New York Comic Con. So, Pat, we are going to be talking Thursday. Yep. October 8th, so why don't you kick us off? Where's the first panels everybody should be checking out? Yeah, so the first one kind of jumping out to us is uh, DC Justice League Endless Winter, uh, and the description reads, Andy Lanning and Ron Mars, the cool writing team behind DC's next classic, Justice League Endless Winter, are joined with DC Group editor Alex Carr in a chilling tease of what's to come with this mega event. Bring it on. I'm excited about this. So am I. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of anticipation with this. I love some of the promotional art they've been putting out. I know they put out one of Batman and kind of this like, it reminded me almost of the Superman Red Sun mm-hmm. out- outfit. You know, something's going down. I mean, the the, vi- the they've got the link on the uh, page for the for the panel with the, to the panel when it goes live, and you just see Wonder Woman in the foreground with kind of like it's that shot you see in a lot of um, instances. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got half her face hidden by her sword, but behind her you've got Superman flying, ready to punch somebody. Batman kind of crouching and, and being all scowly. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Flash run, and Aquaman running, and then you look got the Green Lantern looking like he's trying to fight off, like, you know, try to get through a, a bad wind, wind gust, you know, mm-hmm. so it looks like some crazy stuff's going on, and I cannot wait for this. Yeah, this is DC's big event with the Justice League, and I'll Obviously, they go big when they go Justice League. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. So obviously, a great way to kick off as we're talking noon standard Eastern time t- yes. time zone. So definitely, wherever you're listening to around the world, make sure you're watching. The first panel of the day is kicking off at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern. So we just want to make sure you're clarified about yep. that. Uh, next one kind of jumping out to us is from the folks over at Marvel, and that is X of Swords. Uh, description of this one reads, this fall, 10 X-Men will rise swords in hand to defend the new mutant nation of Krakoa from mysterious enemies and X of swords. Uh, join host Angelique Roche and and an X-Men tradition. Traditionary, uh, not, that might extraordinary. Be. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, the play on words they do with the yeah. X Men line is always X dash. Well, it's also X dash is on the line above it, and then I'm reading down. Okay, that makes this extraordinary lineup of the finest creators weaving this bold new tale, including Marvel editor Jordan D. White, Tiny Howard, Gary Dugan, Benjamin Percy, and Vita Ayala, guaranteed to bring you unbelievable revelations, memorable new characters, and breathtaking battles. This is the story you've been waiting for, X fans. 
Now, if you've never attended a X-Men panel at New York Comic Con... Take lots of photos. They love it. Yeah, Pad, Pad definitely made our, our, uh-huh. our presence felt last year at New York Comic Con. They give you a lot of information. It's a very high-energy panel Yeah, if you are an X-Men fan. And, and so far, the response has been pretty much positive of the reboot of the X-Men line. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting this one to carry on. Obviously, they're going in a lot of crazy directions that you're not used to seeing. No. But with the talent lineup that they have, and this is almost identical to who they had last year as well, Mm -hmm. this is going to be one that you definitely don't want to miss. This is going to be the second one on the Marvel schedule, I believe, for the Uh, day. Something like that, yeah. Because they also have the Women of Marvel panel. Right. That is kicking off at twelve thirty-five, and it's going to one hundred five, and then it transitions one ten. So there is going to be like a little break in between mm-hmm. for Marvel panels. So that's going to be something to definitely kick off because Marvel does an excellent, excellent job with their panels. I can't plug them enough. Going in person, they've always delivered. When it's either been the Cup of Joe mm-hmm. or when CB Sabalski was running his panel last yeah. year too. They've always given a lot to the fans, so I'm expecting them to fully do this. And like I said, when they're doing the Women of Marvel, to, you know panel which is going to be telling stories of marvel means stepping into long lineage of characters and a vast yeah. web of backstories yeah you know what's it like to be a creator and they're really going to just celebrate the storytellers and give you a virtual panel yeah i'm excited for that and then go right into the x-men panel like let's go mm-hmm. next up speaking of x-men uh taking place at 145 uh on the, the same day you have x-men the art of Ma- and making of the animated series uh which the description of this reads meet the creative team behind one of the most celebrated revolutionary animated tv shows of all time as they discuss their new book x-men the art and making of the animated series by eric Lewald, uh, the series showrunner, and Julia Lewald, uh, the series writer. Uh, the Lewalds are joined by other cele- celebrated creators who helped make X-Men the animated series, including Larry Houston, series producer and director, Rick Hoberg, series artist, Stephanie Graziano, uh, production, and Sven Larson, VP, licensed publishing for Marvel. Panelists will discuss what it's like to develop, pitch, design, write, draw, direct, and produce a hit animated series while showcasing never-before-seen production and promotional materials from the art book. Uh, and let me just hope they announce something with the animated series because there's been rumors for a while the, the whole crew behind it have said they're willing to do another season of it and keep it going if, if Disney's willing to make that happen. And there was speculation because out of the blue, they did add the X-Men uh, heads as profile pictures on Disney Plus mm-hmm. in like updated art styles that were in the X-Men animated series art style so hopefully we got something it would be something and definitely be a feather in their cap if they want to add that to disney plus like we need mm-hmm. another reason to subscribe i mean oh, yeah. i'm just putting that out there so this is going to be very interesting and when you go on to find the and you're going over this one thing i gotta say they did an excellent job mm-hmm. about giving you an easy link to the product so obviously they're talking about which is awesome yeah they're talking about the book coming out for this yeah and they have a a link for UK fans to get your book here and the US fans to get your book here too. Which is awesome. Which I, yeah, I mean, how brilliant is that? Yeah. And it has the YouTube link right underneath, 145 Eastern Standard Time. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, taking place at 2.15 Eastern Time, excuse me, is uh, Amazon Prime Video Presents Truth Seekers. Uh, and the description of this reads, join executive producer and series star Nick Frost, uh, you, you know from Hot Fuzz, among mm-hmm. other things, along with co-stars Samson Kayao from Time Wasters, Emma Darcy uh, from Hannah, and then Susan Wacoma from Year of the Rabbit, and Malcolm McDowell from A Clockwork Orange, as they discuss the making of this hilarious eight-episode supernatural horror comedy series about a team of part-time paranormal investigators who team up to uncover and film ghost sightings across the UK, sharing their adventures on an online channel for all to see. 
So this, you know what, I got to admit, this is, could be potentially very funny. I like the premise, and especially with the UK and some of the, I know, just in my board time I've looked up, so the UK's got some haunted places. So they, oh, could, they could really have some fun with this. This could be a big sleeper hit. Mm-hmm. I fully think this is going to be something fun. Like, I am definitely excited about this. Anytime you get Nick Frost involved and you get the guys from Hot Fuzz, I'm here for it. So mm-hmm. this is going to be something. So discussing the making of this is going to be dope. Yeah. So enough said. Yep. Uh, next up at 305 is another one from Amazon Prime, and this is about this, their show Utopia. Uh, this description reads, A twisted eight-episode thriller about a group of young comic fans who discover the conspiracy in a graphic novel is real and embark on a high-stakes adventure to save humanity from the end of the world. Join writer and executive producer Gillian Flynn from Gone Girl uh, and series stars John Cusack, Rain Wilson, Sasha Lane, uh, Ashley Lathrop, uh, Dan Bird, Desmond Borges, and Corey Michael Smith for a Q&A moderated by Variety's Danielle Terciano. Now, I have watched a little bit of Utopia. I'm getting into it. I've seen maybe 20 minutes when I walked in and you were watching it. It looks real weird. It's weird. It is weird, but I like it. I'm not sure exactly how to read it right now, but mm-hmm. I'm intrigued for it. I've just been tied up with some other projects. I definitely want to review it here on the show. Okay. But I know a few other of our podcasting friends have seen it, and they said they really like it. And it's just something very different, which if you've ever heard me talk on here on the shows, I don't like hearing or watching the same old comic shows. Right. I like something to really throw me a curveball. So I'm hoping that this maintains the pace. It is a little confusing at first, so you have to really bear with it to figure out. Right. And I will say this. If you don't have a strong stomach, you're probably not going to like this. I'm just saying I can deal with a lot of violence and gore, so you can kind of deal with Because when they go extreme, they go extreme. Right. Like I say, there's a, there's a, a little moment uh, in, early on in the show that you're kind of like, okay, I see how we're doing this. Mm-hmm. So. Let's go. Yeah. Next up at 415, another one from Amazon Prime. This one, uh, Ken, near and dear to your heart, The Boys. Uh, description of this reads, join The Boys cast and showrunner as they answer fans' burning questions and tease what's to come in advance of the shocking finale of the critically acclaimed second season. Based on the New York Times bestselling comic by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson, The Boys is a fun and irreverent take on what happens when superheroes, who are as popular as celebrities, abuse their powers rather than use them for good. The even more intense and insane season two, exclusively on Amazon Prime Video, finds The Boys on the run from the law, hunted by the soups, and trying to regroup and fight back against, what's that, Vought? Yes, it's okay. Vought. Vought. Had this season has been incredible. I know you haven't watched yet. No. And we are going to definitely have to do a watch party when this is done because they have delivered an epic masterpiece with this. I know online the complaint and actually the review bombing Mm -hmm. has been in response because they didn't put it out as a stream. Mm. It is unjust as possible. This season has been epically good. Anthony Starr as Homelander has been absolutely crazy killing it this year and carl urban has definitely stepped his game up for this the whole cast has really delivered on a great second season in fact so much they did announce that they're doing a spinoff show oh so uh, we might hear some more about that which i fully expect to uh details have been kind of few and far between i know that is rumored to be the x-men spoof team that they did in the books i believe called the g-men so that being said 
The Boys has been putting up a lot of ratings, and I know they beat the uh, Netflix shows for the year, I believe. It was. Wow, that's surprising. They, they have been definitely setting some records for Amazon Prime, which is great because Prime has been doing a lot of good stuff, and I fully expect to hear a lot more news in this. Like, I'm super excited for Friday. The numbers is surprising, especially since Tiger King was like the hot button yeah. topic for like three months. Yeah, apparently from the reports wow. I've seen is they top wow. Tiger King for ratings. Wow. For the boys. And like I said, I'm excited for Friday for the finale. Yeah. And and I hope they give a little news about what's coming on for the future of the show. Like when the yeah. spinoff we might see, because I think they'll get that started sooner than later is my opinion. But right. if they can maintain the quality of the boys, pff, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah. Uh, next up at 420 is IDW Presents the World of Lock and Key. Ken, I know this one's near and dear to your heart. Uh, description of this reads, Unlock what's next in the world of Lock and Key, now a hit Netflix original series. Join New, New, York, uh, bleh, 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 bleh. Join New York Times bestselling author Joe Hill and legendary artist Gabriel Rodriguez in conversation with series editor Chris Rial as they welcome you back to the Key House. Uh, be the first to hear more about the next wave of comics and graphic novels in the Lock and Key franchise. This show has been a definite surprise fit for me. I like it. I, I, t- I like the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. It's not so crazy over the top. They do have a, gr- a couple of great uh, twists and turns here and there. Right. The book has definitely grown on me a little bit, too. I've, I've tried starting reading uh, some of the issues there. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to hear what the future is going to be because this is one of those situations a lot like Umbrella Academy. Right. They write for so long, and then it's you got to start having more source material for it. So I'm interested to hear about the direction they're going to go with this. So... I am definitely going to be tuned in for this yeah. one. Uh, next up at 450 from Amazon Prime Video, it's uh, Invincible. Uh, description to this reads, Join creator and executive producer Robert Kirkman live as he teases what fans can anticipate from this upcoming adult animated series based on his iconic comic book by the same name, which revolves around 17-year-old Mark Grayson, who's just like every other guy his age, except his father is the most powerful superhero on the planet, Omni-Man. If you haven't read Invincible, it is a great read. Well, say I, I have not, but just looking again, the little preview thumbnail they have on the video, it looks very interesting. It is definitely interesting. The rumor that was already tweeted out is Robert Kirkman's teasing a trailer for this. Mm. Now, he didn't say when. It's been very hush-hush, but Safe Money says... Hmm. 4.50 Eastern Standard Time, it's going to be on this. The panel is scheduled to be 15 minutes, so i got to imagine yeah. they're going to go pretty quick with this. Right. So that being said, if you're an Invincible fan, you definitely want to go check this out. Yeah. And let's see where we go with this. Because yeah. this has been hyped up for a while, Amazon Prime Video doing this animation. I I can't remember them doing any others. Hit me up on hashtag ODPH if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think this is like the first time they've dipped into an, uh, animation. Yeah. So I'm waiting to see how this looks. Yeah. Uh, next up at 510, again from Amazon Prime, uh, it's a, b- a panel about The Expanse. Uh, and the description of this one reads, led by cast member Dominique Tipper, The Expanse cast and creators will give fans their first look at the highly anticipated fifth season on Amazon Prime Video. Expect in-depth conversation and a thrilling peek into what they're most excited for fans to encounter in the next chapter of the Hugo Award-winning sci-fi series. The Expanse season one through four are available to stream now on Amazon Prime Video. Can't wait for this one. Yeah, The Expanse has definitely been a surprise hit for me because I I knew about it at last year's Comic Con. I never really gave it time to be. I have started binge watching it. I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil anything, so I am waiting to see what we're going to get for season five. I know a lot of our fellow content creators are super into this show, so we'll have a lot to chit chat after on Thursday. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, next up, one near and dear to my heart, The Great Disaster Hits. Polygon discovers the secrets of Star Wars The High Republic. Uh, this one taking place at 530. Uh, the description of this reads, Join the story architects of Star Wars The High Republic as they introduce the heroes of a brand new saga set centuries before the Star Wars The Skywalker Saga and reveal details of the central event that forever changes the galaxy far, far away. Uh, the panel features writers Claudia Gray, Charles Soule, Justina Ireland, Danielle Jose Older, uh, and Kevin Scott, along with Lucasfilm Publishing Executive Editor Jennifer Heddle and Creative uh, Director Michael Siglin, Siglane. This one should be very interesting. This is a, the next big project that's cross, kind of like what Doctor Who's doing with uh, Time Lord Victorious or whatever it is, mm-hmm. where, where it's across comics and books and audiobooks. This is kind of like the next big thing that it's said, I want to say, 300, 500 years before. Uh, the events of you know the Skywalker saga. Okay, could potentially still see a, a young Yoda. He he is still around. You know, nine hundred years old when he when he dies. Interesting. So Yoda might show up. Uh, but no, this should be very interesting, and I'm definitely going to be checking this one out. Yeah, this has definitely piqued my interest a little bit. So yeah. obviously, you're my Star Wars go to. So if mm-hmm. I need anything translated, you're the guy to hit up about this. But yeah. no, this panel definitely looks interesting to me. Yeah, so def- it, yeah, and especially the panelists. It's a who's who of great Star Wars writers. I mean, Charles Soule. Yeah, I know Charles. Yeah, enough said. Claudia Gray's written great stuff. Uh, Kevin Scott another great author you know just justina ireland and danielle uh daniel jose older all great people so gonna be amazing yeah it's definitely worth checking yeah. out uh next at 545 this one should be very very interesting yeah hold. Uh, titled marvel versus dc russo brothers and kevin smith talk superheroes and quibby's slugfest so the description of this one reads slugfest executive producers joe and anthony russo and legends from dc and marvel reflect on the complex and storied relationship between the two comic book powerhouses see exclusive content from this upcoming quibby docuseries and a live chat with the panelists Uh, and it will be moderated by kevin smith Okay, I am super interested in this one. Mm-hmm. Let alone you have the Russo brothers, directors yep. of the Infinity War, Endgame, and obviously the greatest movie in the MCU, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Smith. I mean, do I even need to say anything? I'll more say the, man, the man's uh, resume speaks for itself. So the fact they're doing this on Quibi, I think, is very interesting. Maybe people will actually sign up for it. I I might have to. I'm, I'm not going to lie I'm, about I'm not going to shit on Quibi, but like you go and read the articles, the, their numbers are hurting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a tough concept in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I know about this world in short attention spans. Yeah. But for most of their programming, is what, 10 minutes or less? 10 minutes. Yeah, like it's not something that appeals to me if I'm going to really sit down. No. And do it. So I mean, but that's just me. So I'm not. I'm not saying you shouldn't check it out. Yeah. But I will say this: if this panel really sells me on it, I got to give it some hard consideration. Okay. I really do. But with them talking about Marvel and DC, and obviously the back and forth between them, mm-hmm. that should be some fantastic conversation. Yeah. So you have my attention. Mm-hmm. That being said, with Kevin Smith, he also has at 8:25 Eastern a another standoff. Okay. With Le Champion. Oh, boy. As they say. Chris oh Jericho from AEW. It's Kevin Smith versus Chris Jericho movie trivia schmodown. Oh, it's Lord. NYCC. Oh, Lord. Jeopardy meets the WWE. Oh, I bet you they got love seeing that for AEW. Uh-huh. I, I, I was going to bring that up. In this high adrenaline collision of pop culture, movie trivia schmodowns, Kristen Harloff and Mark Ellis host com- competitors Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho to see who has the most knowledge Oh, across all popular fandoms. Think Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, DC, etc. And this thrilling showdown. The question is, can you keep up with these trivia questions at home? Uh, that would be the first question is, who made that typo? Because yeah. I know yeah. they're not going to be liking that at AEW. Yeah. But, you know. 
Uh, I, I'll do respect to, you know, Le Champion. We do happen to share a birthday. Uh, he ain't got a shot in hell at this. No, he's going to get smoked. Uh, like, Kevin Smith is, like, the ultimate super fan of everything. Yes. Like, DC, he loves it. Marvel, he loves it. Star Wars, he loves it. Lord of the Rings, he loves it. Like, Jericho might have seen the Lord of the Rings films once, like, 15 years ago. He might have seen a Star Wars once 40 years ago, but he don't know him inside it. Like, Kevin Smith visited the set of Star Wars while they were filming the sequel trilogy. Like, he walked onto the Millennium Falcon while they were filming. Mm-hmm. Like, the man is just a fan. Like, I'll do it. Like, again, all due respect to Jericho, he ain't got a shot. He ain't got no shot. This is going to be one sided. I would laugh if Kevin Smith comes in with a WWE title. One could say he's got no chance. No chance in hell. Ooh, like how you played that off. Thank you. Really like how you played that off. And then closing out, 840 Mm -hmm. is going to be a screening of Hulu has a new show coming out, or an upcoming film, Book of Blood, or Books of Blood, which Hmm. is based off a Clive Clive Barker horror anthology. Interesting. Which I know Rich from 3FN is going to definitely deep dive into, because they're going to close out, they're having the uh, screening Mm -hmm. at 840, Hmm. and then they're closing out at 1035 with a conversation with the cast. Hmm. So if you're into the horror genre, this is going to be something definitely for you. Yeah. So Thursday coming out very strong. I know we didn't touch upon a couple panels there was the imdb one right for their tv um and the, they are having a couple rehashes from san diego so star trek was another big one too so mm-hmm. we didn't really want to deep dive into too much of that but overall thursday how stacked does that look they're looking real good that looks real good this is what i want to see on my panels when i go into yeah. so this yeah. is gonna be definitely a stacked day let us flip the table to October 9th, and this is Friday. So what we got, Pat? Uh, starting off at 10 a.m. Eastern, Ready Player Two, a conversation with Ernst Klein and Will Wheaton. Uh, the description <laughs> reads, uh, the number one New York Times bestselling author Ernst Klein returns to Comic-Con and kicks off his Ready Player Two virtual book tour, appearing for a conversation with Will Wheaton about Ready Player One, the near-future adventure that inspired Steven Spielberg's blockbuster, and its highly anticipated sequel. Ready Player Two, out November 24th, but available to pre-order now. Yes, once again, the links are right underneath the panel description. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting to hear about what's going to go on with this. Ready yeah. Player One. It good was, movie. It was a good film. Like, yeah. Surprisingly. Like, I, I didn't think I was going to actually like it as much as I did. I'm not, yeah. I'm not like in love with it. I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's definitely something that when I heard about this, I was like, okay, this might be very interesting to go hear what's uh, mm-hmm. on tap for two. Because I didn't, I obviously they kind of teased about a sequel, but I was like, how are they going to really do this? So yeah. this is a great thing about cons. You can find all of that information. Yep. Uh, next up at 1035, Lucasfilm Publishing, Stories from the Galaxy Far, Far Away. This is my panel. Yeah, this, I was going to say. This is the one I always love to go to when I'm down at New York Comic Con. I'm glad to see they're doing it even virtually. So the description of this one reads, join some of the biggest and best Star Wars authors as they talk about some of their Exciting new projects set in a galaxy far, far away. Featuring da- Daniel Jose Older, uh, Preeti Chibber, Phil Stozak, Katie Cook, Zoraida Cordova, and Amy Ratcliffe. Moderated by this week in Star Wars host, Kristen Baver. If you are a Star Wars book fan, I know I've said this before, I will say it again. If you are a Star Wars book fan, as, as I am, this is the panel you want to tune in for because this is where they announce and they kind of tease at what they're talking about. This is where they give little hints and little tidbits about what they're doing. I went to one, I want to say it was yeah, two years ago or so, mm-hmm. where Tim, it was the year Timothy Zahn was there, the, the famed Star Wars author and sci-fi author. Uh, you know, And I was fortunate enough to get his autograph on in my copy of uh, Thrawn. You know, he was at this panel and they're going down the line talking about what they're working on or what they just finished up. And, oh, I just finished this book. Oh, I just finished that book. Oh, so, Tim, what are you working on? 
uh, you know, just kind of working on a few things. And he just casually mentioned that he worked on an unannounced, that he just submitted the first draft of an unannounced Thrawn sequel. Mm. And the lid and the roof blew off the place. You know, so if you are a Star Wars fan and a fan of the books, this is definitely the panel you need to check out. Yeah, I was going to say, if any panel pad ever goes to, this is the one. Uh-huh. Between this and Twisted Tunes. Yes. But... This is something for Star Wars fans you got to be into. And like I say, for me, the more Boba Fett, the better. Mm-hmm. So I know they've already teased a little bit about it. A little so, bit. Yeah, I might, little have to, bit. I might have to actually take a look at this there. Yeah. Next up. Next up at 1145 from the folks over at Marvel, uh, titled Venom, King in Black, which reads, uh, This December, Darkness Reigns. Marvel editor Devin Lewis, writer Donnie Cates, and artist Ryan Stegman bring will bring you everything you need to know leading into Eddie Brock's climactic standoff with one of Marvel's most terrifying villains in the next shocking chapter in their Venom saga, King in Black. It's all been leading to this, true believers. Yeah, the promo art that they have on Marvel.com for this mm-hmm. is very, very good. Yeah. And definitely a lot of questions for this. And they've been really pushing Null for a while now. So mm-hmm. this is going to be the big payoff I think we're getting. And the fact that, I mean, we live in a day and age where Venom has had two major, major Marvel crossover events in the mm-hmm. comic line. I mean, not to say nothing against it, but I think it stands for the the content that Cates has been producing with Stegman for this. Yeah. They've been making big Marvel moments. I'm expecting this one to have a lot of hype behind it. Mm-hmm. So definitely very, very interested to hear about this. Yeah. Uh, 130, uh, this one near and dear to my heart, and God, I can't wait for this. Batman Beyond Casts swings into the metaverse. Two Batmen and, and the amazing woman who brought them together. Join Will Friedel, Kevin Conroy, and Andrea Romano as they look back on 20-plus years since Terry McGinnis put on the cowl. Give me this panel, and please, 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 please announce you're doing another season because I need it. I mean, they have teased us a while now, and then obviously we were down, uh, you know, hearing about the animation series last year. Mm-hmm. Batman Beyond has been a hot topic amongst fandom yeah. for 2020. Yeah. It would be a perfect time to do this. Absolutely. So I don't see why they don't. So maybe we can kind of get a little uh, social media pressure on this to Ooh. kind of force the issue. Hmm. And who knows? I mean, I'm always still holding out they do that live action one. Oh, that'd be great. There's always that hope. I mean, hey, they're doing a lot of weird stuff rumored with The Flash. I'm yeah. just saying. At this point, you and I are rumored to be in that movie. Yeah, that's true. We've got to get our contracts worked out. I mean, yeah, I we haven't do. signed anything yet. i got to oh, get my trailer. I've said too much. I've said too much. Yes. All right. On to the next panel. Uh, taking place at 2.55, and I can only keep you contained of talking about this one for so long. From the folks at DC, it's, uh, it's in conversation with Scott Snyder and James Tynan. Uh, the description reads, Scott Snyder and James Tynan, comics' biggest superstars in conversation. Uh talking about their current DC mega hit projects in Dark Knight's Death Metal, Batman, Punchline, and more. You don't want to miss this one. Like, there was any chance I was going to be skipping over this one. Uh-huh. Like, I am so locked in for this. Snyder, I know he's taken a step away from the superhero genre. I know he has Noctera coming out on, right. on Kickstarter, which I have my copy ordered with him and Tony Daniel. I, so to hear him kind of wrap up what he's been doing with Dark Knight's Death Metal, I'm excited to hear about because that is just an absolutely back crazy mm-hmm. pun intended. And then for what Tynan's been doing with Batman, and they're wrapping up the Joker War this week, which we'll get into a little bit in one shots. Yeah. To see the direction he's taken the Batman book now has been a very contrasting styles, I think, from mm-hmm. where Tom King was. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely forged his own path, which I've liked everything they've done. Obviously, Punchline has been the biggest character in comics lately. Yeah. You try going to get her first appearances, forget about it at your local comic shops. 
is she's just been their new Harley Quinn per se. Mm-hmm. Not saying that popularity is there just yet, but for potential. But it has the potential. I, I like what they're doing. Yeah, no, everything they've done with the character has been very spot on. Yeah, but I think that. Obviously, rolling her out into if it's going to be a regular series or limited series, I have not read, so I don't know right. off the top of my head. I'm being right. very honest with everybody. I think it's a smart move for them to kind of see where the temp in the room is. But if yeah. there's any reaction from your comic shops, not mainstream, but your comic shops, Punchline's got a big future. Tynan has a major yeah. superstar on her on his hands. Yeah. And to see where she's going, pff, I cannot wait to hear what else are going to be re- no. in this one. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm a little interested. Just, yeah. just, just a smidge. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, taking place at 3.30 p.m. Uh, it's Raw, then, now, forever, Superstar Panel. Uh, the description of this one reads, Join WWE Superstar Zelina Vega, Hall of Famer Paul Triple H Levesque, and WWE Champion Drew McIntyre as they talk about their love, passion, and experience of some of the most kick-ass moments from across nearly three decades of Monday Night Raw. From larger-than-life superstars, limitless athleticism, and unequaled drama, Raw has made USA Network the destination to see good and evil do battle live 52 weeks a year, moderated by WWE correspondent Charlie Caruso. Now, this is kind of an interesting panel. Yeah. I would say it's very interesting to hear Drew's going to be there, obviously, the, the world champion right now. Yep. Selena Vega. Good for her. Good for her. Hopefully, and yeah, no, good for good for her. And obviously, there should be some really good stories about with this one. Yeah, she she is a very underrated superstar in my opinion. Yeah. she does a great job with Twitch too. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's oh, something yeah. that she's definitely stepped up about. So this one, I am very very intrigued about. Yeah. I think that this is could be a sleeper hit. Obviously, you know we like talking wrestling on the sports show. Yeah, so we are definitely going to be covering this one. It's going to be a lot quieter than the AEW one was last year. Oh, <laughs> yes. I was in. What panel was I was in a panel where they were talking about all the Marvel upcoming comics. It wasn't the X-Men one we went to, but it was another one where it was like all the other Marvel comics they were talking about. You know, so it was the next big thing, I think. Next big thing. It was so it was Thor and Venom and this and that. And they had the AEW panel going on at the same exact time, like two rooms down. You could hear them through about four walls. It was fucking obnoxious. Yeah, it was. It was something. It was definitely something a little crazy. I know they tried making a big hype event for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was I at that time? I know we didn't get in for press for that. You were someplace else. I think it was a Watchmen panel. Maybe. I think that might. You know what? I think that was what Friday. I know we're getting a little sidetracked here because there's so many events. Like I said, we could kind of reminisce about past con events. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that that was where we had the big podcast meetup. Oh, you know what? That might be. And we were late in the Watchmen running down for that because I know that we couldn't go to that, so that's why we decided to go to Watchmen. I think maybe we made, the, made the better choice. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Next up, uh, taking place at 405 Eastern, uh, Entertainment Weekly presents the Walking Dead Showrunners Summit. Uh, and the description of this one reads, Entertainment Weekly brings together the showrunners from all three Walking Dead series. Angela Kang from The Walking Dead, Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg from Fear the Walking Dead, and Matt Negret from The Walking Dead World Beyond, along with Chief Content Officer Scott M. Gimple to discuss the past, present and future of the franchise including the recently announced end of the original show as well as the development of multiple future spinoffs so this is something interesting uh-huh i'm very curious of how they're going to be talking about spinoffs for the future obviously world beyond came out we are going to be reviewing the finale for walking dead and yep. world beyond next week so well, i don't even tr- think it's a finale because they stopped calling it that well, the season finale. Well, yeah, the season finale, but the IMDb listings list other episodes after it in the same season, and they and I, they stopped saying season finale leading up to it in the promotion, I think. 
See, it's a little confusing. It's, it's very confusing about that because I thought it was still staying finale. I'm treating it as a finale. Sure. So we'll definitely, like sure. I said, we're, we'll deep dive into that more next week. Sure. But for this one, though, and the future that they have going and everything that is going on mm-hmm. with The Walking Dead, I kind of want to hear what the direction is going to be for the franchise. Because yeah. obviously so many spinoffs, the popularity, we've talked about this on multiple shows, could go a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. It's not the biggest show on TV anymore, but there still is an audience, so it's really warranting this. So this is going to be something interesting. And I also want to mention, too, that they do have a very, very cool merch item on sale revolving The Walking Dead. Hmm. Now, if you have never attended New York Comic Con, they do give you um, these laminated badges. And yeah. it's always The Walking Dead. Different character members and such. So this year, obviously, we don't have badges because there's no physical event. Right. But they do have this merch item worked out for a, a collectible New York Comic Con 2020 badge featuring The Walking Dead artwork. And all the profits are going to first responders... Children's Foundation. Hmm. So that's it, cool. It's very cool. It's five badges for thirty bucks. You can click on the link right then and there. It's a very cool item if you're wanting to add to your collection. I know they have a lot of different merchandise items um, for badges and such. By yeah. Repop does an amazing job yeah. with that. So yeah, there's more of that. But I just thought it was a very cool item that they're trying to do with the virtual ones for The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's a cool idea they're trying to get, yeah. do that. So something to consider if you're thinking about buying some yeah. merch. Next up at 4.55 p.m. Uh, is Sci-Fi's Resident Alien sneak peek and panel featuring ex- executive producer and cast. So the description of this one reads, Be among the first to see 10 minutes of Sci-Fi's new series, Resident Alien, followed by a virtual Q&A with star Alan Tudyk, of course from Firefly and Rogue One, uh, writer, executive producer Chris Sheardon from Family Guy, and cast members Sarah Tomko from Once Upon a Time, Corey Reynolds from The Closer, Alice Wetterland uh, from Silicon Valley and Levy Feeler from Mars. Uh, and then it says the series based on the Dark Horse comic follows a stranded alien's entertaining attempts to fit into small town American life uh, while keeping his true identity under wraps and pursuing his own mysterious agenda. This looks very interesting. Sci-fi yeah. doing a comic adaptation, you have my interest. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you had some great ones that you unfortunately egregiously canceled. Deadly Class. <clears throat> But this, obviously, Alan Tudyk, I, it, you're not a fan of him. I mean, mm-hmm. he's done so much, and obviously, most recently, Doom Patrol. Yeah. Amazing there. Yeah. So to see what he's going to bring to this show, I'm very interested in about this panel. Mm-hmm. So this definitely caught my eye. Yeah. And I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, taking place at 7.50, if you are a diehard comics fan, like I know uh, Brian from Cheers to Comics is, uh, this is the 2020 Annual Harvey Awards Ceremony. So the description of this is the 2020 Harvey Awards are going digital. One of the comic industry's oldest awards is back as part of NYCC and MCM's Metaverse. Watch as they recognize outstanding achievements in the comic industry this year, as well as spotlight creators and industry legends who are being inducted into the Hall of Fame. The Harvey Awards are named after Harvey Kurtzman, creator of Mad Magazine, and strive to continue to honor his legacy in the industry each year with titles nominated and voted on entirely by industry professionals. It's always a good time with the Harvey Awards, mm-hmm. so definitely you want to stay tuned for that. Because, I mean, I know they do the Harveys here, and they do the Eisners at yep. San Diego, so yep. obviously you want to acknowledge that. I definitely want to give a quick, though, note, 7.15. Uh-huh. Boom Studios is having the Berserker panel oh boy. with Keanu Reeves, oh Christ. Matt Kent, and Ron Garney. So this is one of the more hyped-up books of 2021 because, obviously, Keanu Reeves is tagged to it. Yeah. 
and you're going to get the panel talking about what is going on with this. Tiffany Smith is moderating. Yep. So this is going to be something that if you really are a Keanu Reeves fan, mm-hmm. you want to check out. Yeah. So just definitely want to throw that plug in about that for 715 right before you go to the awards ceremony. Yeah. Uh, taking place at 8.30 is the cast of Marvel's MODOK reveals first look at Hulu's new animated series. Uh, and the description of this reads, everyone's favorite big-headed, egomaniacal supervillain is coming to Hulu. Get an exclusive first look at the upcoming adult animated series, Marvel's MODOK. Hear from creators Patton Oswalt and Jordan Blum, and meet our hilarious cast of characters voiced by Amy Garcia, Ben Schwartz, and Melissa Fumero. Marvel's MODOK is coming soon to Hulu. Now, Marvel, or should I say rather Hulu, has this Friday night stacked up. Uh They have a lot of programming going on. 7.55, they have one looking at a new horror series, Monsterland. They are doing another panel for 9.05 with Hellstrom. So take it for what it is. Well, and I know they're going super heavy on the Halloween stuff because, like, I was on Hulu the other night uh, watching Smallville, Mm -hmm. uh, and I noticed they have a whole thing there for Huluween. Yeah. So they're going real hard with, like, the Halloween horror theme this month. Yeah, they're definitely going very hard with that, and definitely these first two nights of Comic-Con, they're going very hard with that. But getting to the Marvel side of things, obviously, MODOK, Mm -hmm. animated series, Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Do you really need more of a hype than that? Probably not. I mean, this is going to be absolutely out of control. Yeah. The MODOK machine keeps rolling, obviously playing a big role in the Avengers hit video game that mm-hmm. just came out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that wild rumor he's going to be actually part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at one point still. Yeah. I have not forgotten. And, yep. Oh, it's a golden opportunity there. But this is going to be very interesting, especially for animated, so this is not MCU related. Nope. Obviously, there is no MCU panels here in New York. Correct. So temper the expectations if you're thinking about it. So just giving everybody fair warning. Yeah. But this is still something you definitely want to go check out because it's been hyped up. This whole animated universe that they were going to try doing, this Mm -hmm. is the first show we see from it because I know it's been back and forth. Were we going to have a quote-unquote offenders universe? Yeah. So this might give some more details if they're still doing it or they're just going to let it ride here. Right. Either way, yep. I'm tuned in for that. Yeah. Uh, and then next up, also from Hulu at 9.05, is Get Heated with the cast and creator of Hulu's Hellstrom. Get an exclusive sneak peek at the first 10 minutes of Hulu's Hellstrom, followed by a conversation with Paul, showrunner Paul Zabuski. And cast, Tom Austin, Sidney Lemon, Elizabeth Marvel, Ariana uh, Guerrera, June Carroll, and Elaine Uy. Uh, where they discuss what went into bringing this twisted comic to life and answer fans' burning questions. Uh, all 10 episodes of Hellstrom premiere Friday, October 16th on Hulu. Okay, so for this one... going like, to be real interesting. It is going to be interesting. I know they had a second trailer come out that looked... I, I will say this. It looked better than the first. I was not sold on this. Mm-hmm. I still am not sold on this. I'm going to watch the first episode. I'm going to give at least that much of a Well, because wasn't this going to be, like, the launch of this whole, like, horror portion of, like, Marvel yeah. programming? And then, like, they Feige took over everything. I was like, yeah, about that. Never mind. Yeah, once Feige took this over, because this was supposed to be tying into Hellstrom, Ghost Rider, Rider yeah. Werewolf by Night, yeah. I believe, was involved. Wasn't in. Moon Knight at one point tied into this, too? Moon Knight was heavily rumored, but yeah. they didn't officially put a, yeah. a, a stamp on that yet. Yeah. So, who knows what you're going to get with this. We do know the series is going to be one and done, I would assume. That's what the prevailing theory is. A lot of it is saying, so unless this really spins out into a monster hit for Hulu, Mm -hmm. it could go, like I say, they're rehashing a lot of this from 
uh, San Diego. So yeah. I'm saying kind of temper your expectations unless you're really in love with the character. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to give it a shot and watch, and maybe I'll get blown away by something. But I'm just really kind of sitting here going, all right, this is going to be capping off a big Hulu block. Yeah. We'll have to see how this pans out. Yeah. Yeah, let's go from there. I mean, well, yeah, I might give it a watch. I'm not the biggest horror fan per se outside of Walking Dead, mm-hmm. which is weird to say. Like, I can't sit through horror movies. They scare the you know what out of me too much. Yeah. I, I hate doing Haunted Rides because childhood trauma. Uh, that's a story for another time. Uh, you know, but I can sit through Walking Dead. But, I, you know, I might give this a shot. Yeah, it's definitely worth giving an interest to if you haven't done it already. Like I said, the first trailer I saw was I thought Hot Garbage and I was not impressed with. Second one looked better. I will mm-hmm. I will say that. So, like I said, that's just my opinion on yeah. it, but I'm still going to give it a shot. Maybe yeah. I'll get impressed. Maybe I won't. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But that is for Thursday and Friday. That's the recap. So, mm-hmm. Pat, first two days out, how are we looking? Looking real good, and they're looking, I got to say, they're looking a lot better than the piece of garbage panel they did back, or uh, the thing they did back in August. Yeah, Metaverse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah when Metaverse came out, I mean, like I said, they definitely improved on it, and that was a stepping stone. Like, you have to really temper that expectation with it. So I think so far, so good. Yeah. From the lineup, they're going extra long because if you know how Comic-Con usually works, it's usually 10 o'clock in the morning on the Eastern mm-hmm. Standard Time Zone until roughly about 8 o'clock. They don't do too many late ones. No. Maybe one or two. So well, sorry, what, what was the one we went to last year? It was, it was the Wonder Woman one where it didn't get out until like after 9. Oh, it was the animated. It was the animated movie, animated yeah. Film, and that got out super late. So like I say, they don't really start panels that late, though. So they said the latest one they're going with here starts at 10 o'clock. So definitely you want to make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash NYCC, and definitely don't miss any of the panels. Make sure you mark your dates early. And ring the bell. And ring the bell. So make sure you have all that locked up. For more information on that, find metaverse.com. But we're still talking New York Comic Con, but we definitely got to get a quick break. We gave you days one and two. What's your panels that are really standing out to you? What should we have talked about that we didn't? Let's have that conversation. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Need a podcast that prepares you for the end of the world? Apocalypse Now is the one for you. Hi, I'm Joanna Van Fine, actor, comedian, and filmmaker. Apocalypse Now is a podcast that asks if we are living at the beginning of the end. Join me every week as I talk with interesting people and decide if we're all doomed. (laughs) Listen wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Brought to you by WannaRub. Hey, this is Brian Wolf from Fair City Fire. You are listening to ODPH, the greatest podcast in Binghamton. Woo! Coming back for segment number two of our NYCC preview edition of the ODPH podcast. Mm-hmm. So we gave you Thursday and Friday last segment. Let's yeah. jump into Saturday and Sunday for this uh-huh. one. Starting off at 11.15, it is from the folks at DC. Uh, this is Dark Knight's Death Metal Matchup. Uh, and the description of this is, in, it's the event of the year with your favorite DC de- death metal writers and artists in this one-of-a-kind game matchup panel format. Expect the unexpected. Guests Guest talent includes Amanda Connor, Sanford Green, Francis uh, Manipal, Jimmy Pal- 
Palmiati, Mags Vizagio, and Mark Wade. So this is very interesting. This is kind of the side writers for the DC Death Metal mm-hmm. and getting involved in this. So I'm excited for it. Jimmy Palmiati is always a fun uh, guest on a panel. Yeah. Mark Wade will definitely deliver Amanda Connors. So this will definitely be something to watch in. Yeah. Just kind of the matchups uh, idea of this, I think, is kind of ideal, yeah. especially for 11.15. I know that the panels start this day at 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on what you're looking for. So like I say, I want to stress this before anybody goes, well, wait, there's more panels that start. It all depends on what you're looking for. So like I say, with our preview, this is what we're kind of giving you the idea for. Sure. So that being said, on yeah. to the next panel. This one taking place at 11.50 in good God almighty this one's huge. Uh, this is the Godfather of Gaming, an exclusive conversation with Sid Meier. Uh, and the description of this is, join us for an exclusive talk with one of the most influential game changers in the industry. Mm-hmm. For years, video games were regarded as just another form of mindless entertainment devoid of meaning and entirely mechanical. Today, video games are, signif- are significant cultural commodities and an, and an acknowledged art form because of the contributions of video game giants. Watch as Sid Meier, the game designer and develop and developer behind the Civilization series, discusses the tales of his video game pioneering and a sneak peek of in his, of his upcoming book release. So, and then it says uh, Sid Meier's memoir, A Life in Computer Games, uh, W.W. Norton and Company, takes fans through the life and legacy of one of the most influential creative forces in video game history. The memoir will dive into the challenges he faced and how he influenced the strategy game genre as we know it today. Uh, it says, as a part of New York Comic Con's Metaverse, Sid Meier will also be joined in conversation by Soren Johnson, lead designer of Civilization IV, as they reminisce about the joys of creation, the excitement of expanding possibilities, and the very heart of playing video games and of being human. Close quote. Nowhere to fill discuss why uh, Gandhi likes to nuke people in that game. Yeah. This is going to be something definitely worth checking out of your yeah, video games. Yeah. I know, Pad. I mean, how do you sum up the greatness of Sid? Sid Meier is to video games as pick a huge director in the last 50 years. Steven Spielberg, um, Francis Ford Coppola, you know, is is to the film industry. Just video games, and especially the strategy game, would not be where they are without Sid Meier. Mm. And, and, and it, it's kind of like you go through John Williams's imdb list and you see everything he's done and you go holy shit he's done a lot for the movie industry yeah sid meyer same thing you know not you know not necessarily as long as john williams but same kind of gravitas as the video game industry wouldn't be where it is without sid meyer all right fair enough yeah next up so uh next up is a panel for amc the folks over at amc and it is their fear uh fear the walking dead panel uh and this one is uh described as fear the walking dead will present a panel for the series upcoming sixth season premiering sunday october 11th at 9 p.m eastern uh, that's 8 p.m central uh, and it says season six of fear the walking dead explores what has become of the unlikely family once united by a mission to help those in need After being torn apart by Virginia and her pioneers, the group is now dispersed across her far-reaching settlements. Morgan's last message at the end of the season, at the end of season five, implored the group to, quote, live. And this season will see what that means to each of them. Some of them will find stability and opportunity within Virginia's communities to be intriguing. Some will sink into darkness, while others will fight back against what has been forced upon them. Life behind Virginia's walls will test each other in every, each and every one of them in different ways, forcing them to define who they are in this new world. Fear of the Walking Dead has definitely improved. 
So this is going to be something worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Like I say, a lot of this is going to be pretty much all what they refer to in San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. I can I can only see maybe they'll add some more because obviously the season will be starting by the time this is debuting. So yeah. they'll be coinciding about the yeah. first episode. So be a little more information if you're in the fear. So you got to be yeah. excited about that. Yep. But before we go into the next panel pad, yep. you missed one big I, one. I missed one because I was jumping around and I lost my place on the page. Yeah. So I should know, uh, AMC Fear the Walking Dead panel takes place at 235. The big one, the biggest one of the weekend, the one you should only watch and don't care about anything else, uh, if you're me, 145 Eastern, Smallville cast, yep. 20 years of fandom, friendship, and flying, if you're the series finale. Uh, join Tom Welling, Sam Witwer, Laura Vandervoort, and Michael Rosenbaum on this look back at the groundbreaking show and look ahead to what's next for this supergroup. Holy Christ, this is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. I just, not even because of this panel getting announced. And I had already been kind of itching to rewatch the series, seeing as I haven't seen most of the episodes since they originally aired uh, almost 20 years ago, which, mm. side note, that show's series premiere is coming up on 20 years. That's wild. Which is just wild. So I've been going through, I'm on currently on season two. You know, so there's a lot of, especially those early seasons, there's a lot I'd forgotten and just entire episodes I'd completely forgotten about. So it's it's great to go back and watch. You can find all the seasons on Hulu. Uh, sucks that there are ads with them because it's a, almost a 20-year-old show, but eh, it is what it is. But this panel is going to be amazing. I can't wait to hear what the, the stories they tell and, and maybe some uh, secrets we didn't know from behind the scenes. This is going to be something definitely worth checking out, obviously, with Tom Welling making his appearance in mm-hmm. Prices and Infiners. Everybody's yep. been t- buzzing a little more about Smallville, mm-hmm. and obviously, Pat has been a super fan of that. He yeah. has he has about forty web pages open on the computer right now. So everybody's yep. asking about how he missed that. Yep. Trust me, he's doing some work here for this preview mm-hmm. show. But I know that Smallville has always been near and dear to his heart. So yeah, it's, it's arguably like the first adult show I watched as a kid growing up, just because. I mentioned it uh, in a previous episode. I used to get the Disney Adventures magazine as a kid, and they were doing kind of this fall TV preview thing, what you should look out for. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing, oh, if you, and they had a group by, like, genre. So they were like, oh, superheroes. And then small, and they're like, oh, it's the story of Clark Kent before he was Superman. And I'm like, well, you got me sold on one sentence. Yeah. So definitely something worth checking out if you're mm-hmm. in the Smallville. I think it's going to be a fun panel. Yeah. So. Uh, next up at 310 from the folks at AMC, this is AMC's The Walking Dead World Beyond. Uh, the description of this is The Walking Dead World Beyond returns to NYCC as the third series in uh, wildly successful in the wildly successful Walking Dead universe. This series is set to premiere Sunday, October 4th at 10 p.m. Eastern, and that's 9 p.m. Central. Uh, and The Walking Dead World Beyond delves into a new mythology and story that follows the first generation raised in a surviving civilization of the post-apocalyptic world. Two sisters, along with two friends, leave a place of safety and comfort to brave dangers known and unknown, living and undead on an important quest, pursued by those who wish to protect them and those who wish to harm them. A tale of growing up and transformation unfurls across dangerous terrain, challenging everything they know about the world, themselves, and each other. Some will become heroes, some will become villains, but all of them will find the truth they seek. Okay, so like we said previously, we're going to talk about this episode and this uh, series next week. Uh-huh. Saw the first show. Uh, mild spoiler. Yeah, it was okay. It, yeah, it was okay. I mean, I got to watch it again just because I was very tired and falling asleep through parts of it. Not because it was boring or bad, just I was very tired. And and I, but for what it was, it was eh, it was okay. It's 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 a pilot episode. It's yeah. It's setting up a lot. It's introducing a lot of characters in terms of like. 
there's not a lot there's not a lot of action going on and it's just kind of like okay we're introducing the characters we're setting the stage we're setting the scene what's going on what's their motivations and you know hopefully after a couple episodes it'll get going yeah that's what the walking dead has to hope if you're gonna be doing a franchise about this like i said i don't want to dwell too much on this but first episode was okay Mm -hmm. question mark yeah so definitely want to see what the second has to offer. Yeah. And then I'll have more definite opinion about the show. Right. But for them, which I, I totally love how they worded returns to NYCC. I think I, they announced it there, didn't they? Did they? I want to I want to say last okay. year. I want to say last year at the Walking Dead panel, not the other one they did for fear. But I want to say at the at the Walking Dead panel, they just dropped out of the blue. Like, hey, we're doing a third series and it's world. It's called World Beyond. You know what? Honestly, I forgot about that. So that's my bad. I own that one. I apologize. Yeah, because I, I remember we were uh, back at where we were staying mm. and that panel was still going on and it hit Twitter. And we and I remember you or, or somebody else going, hey, they just announced this. And we're like, wait, what? You know what? You're right. Come to think of it, I see. For some reason, I thought they they because the walking because the Walking Dead panel at uh, New York Comic Con is always at like eight or nine o'clock or something absurd like that, and at the Garden. Yeah, no, it was a late one, so I remember. Yeah, I remember missing. So that we we were back. I think we were in the middle of eating dinner, getting ready to eat dinner. Yeah, or something crazy like that. All right, so I admit I got that one wrong. So yeah. I'll own that one. Yeah. Uh, next up at three forty-five is AMC's The Walking Dead. Uh, the description of this reads: The Walking Dead will present a panel at NYCC spotlighting episode ten sixteen, A Certain Doom, which will air as a standalone episode Sunday, October fourth at nine p.m. Eastern, eight p.m. Central. Uh, in The Walking Dead's A Certain Doom, Beta engages the final battle of the Whisperer. So maybe expect some uh, uh, discussion about what happened in the episode from the folks. Maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff or maybe some hints at what's coming down in those uh, six separate episodes. I think they definitely need to do some more hints and then instead of straight recap. Because, yeah. Because essentially you did the straight recap on Talking Dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah. give something new. That's yeah. What, that's what I'm asking with this. Yeah. Not saying they won't, but this is what I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Uh, next up at four o'clock is from page to screen, an exclusive look inside the Hunger Games, uh, which reads for the first time ever, the creative professionals behind the Hunger Games come together for one must see event. David Leviathan, who's the publisher of the Hunger Games books, uh, joins Nina Jacobson, producer of the Hunger Games films, in an interview with Sydney Blacksbaum from Entertainment Weekly as they share their behind the scenes experiences in bringing this wildly popular series to life from bookshelf to big screen. It's a lot of work, but being the real life game masters of a worldwide phenomenon watch as these creative forces reminisce about their time with the districts and learn more about the battle of songbirds and snakes. Let the games begin. If you're in a hundred games, this is going to be up your alley. Yeah, no, I, I've read the books. They're great books. I've seen the movies. They're great movies. I've still got to read the, the prequel that just came out a, a, about a month or so ago. Ballad of songbirds and snakes. Got to get on that. I got a lot of reading I got to do. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, I'm definitely interested to see this. And especially just, you know, being a fan of, of books that get turned into movies. I'm always intrigued with the creative process of that, because I know that's one of the biggest gripes with the Harry Potter films is like, Oh, they cut this out. They cut that out. And I'm always intrigued. Like, okay, maybe, maybe they'll discuss some of the stuff that got cut out and why. And and I'm real interested in those uh, stories. Yeah, no, definitely some interesting stories. They are going to come out of this panel. So, Something to stay tuned for if you're a fan of the walk or yeah. the Hunger Games. Yeah, uh, and then at f- next one up at 4:20 uh, Eastern, Batman: Death in the Family, an interactive tale. So this one reads: Warner Brothers Home Entertainment unveils its first ever interactive film presentation with Batman: Death in the Family in a fascinating New York Comic Con panel. 
As the anchor of an anthology of 2019 to 2020 animated shorts, Batman Death in the Family is based on the 1988 landmark DC event where fans voted by telephone to determine the story's ending. And it was organically grown out of the 2010 DC Universe movie, Batman Under the Red Hood. In this new version, the animated short is an interactive storytelling presentation with numerous branches, allowing the viewer multiple options from which to choose and alter the path of the, of the core characters. Batman, Robin, Joker, Red Hood, and more. Uh, join producer, director, writer Brandon Vietti, uh, actors Bruce Greenwood, Vincent Martella, uh, and then and Zira Fazel, and moderator Tiffany Smith from DC Daily for an in-depth panel discussion about this innovative film. And uh, it is out on Blu-ray Combo Pack uh, in about a couple days here, October 13th. Yeah, so this movie is definitely a lot of hype behind it. Obviously, I'm very interested. Yeah, this is very interesting to see what they're going to do. Obviously, DC Fandom, they covered this as well. So, see what they're going to present at Con is going to be very, very interesting. I wish we were here for a live panel for that. Mm-hmm. The reaction in the crowd, I definitely would want to get the real temp in the room. Because anytime DC does animation, it's always a standing room only. Mm-hmm. But the fact you're making it a choose-your-own-adventure type feel. Yeah. I think is really going to yeah. add a different dimension yeah. to their product. So yeah. I'm definitely going to glance at this once or twice. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but I would love to see them do kind of like what the Telltale Games did with Choose Your Own Adventure, where like you go through the the, the episodes and you get to the end and you and you see the the bars with like, all right, this many people percent of people chose this option and this and that. I would love to see something like that with this, but I don't know how you'd pull it off on a DVD Blu-ray. But maybe on a website or something, you register what you voted or something. But I'd love to see. I don't know how they'll pull it off. You need to do something like that. Like I would say if DC Universe was still going to be doing video, you Uh, could probably have done that if you did streams. They could probably measure that. Uh, And obviously this is not going to HBO Max right away. So unfortunately you wouldn't have that option. No, that would have been a perfect way to do it. Yeah. Uh, next up at 635 Eastern, this one, uh, I got my interest, especially growing up watching this guy as a kid, uh, Bill Nye's Great Big World of Science. Science educator, TV host, and New York Times bestselling author Bill Nye is on a mission to help kids understand and appreciate the science that makes our world work with his new book, Bill Nye's Great Big World of Science. Join Bill and his co-author, uh, science journalist Gregory Mont in a spirited, family-friendly conversation on the basic principles of science, key discoveries, recent revolutionary advances, and the problems that science still needs to solve for our Earth. This one, I, you know, I'm kind of excited for. Grew up watching Bill Nye. I remember very many, very many days when I was in school. Uh, you know, science teacher bringing it, rolling in the TV on the on the on the cart, and yeah. you go, "Uh oh, we're watching a movie. What's it going to be?" And you hear Bill, 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 and everyone just goes, "Yes, we're watching Bill Nye." So definitely very interested to check this out. Bill Nye, the man of myth, the legend. What, uh-huh. else, what else can you say? Yeah. What else do you need to say with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is uh, at 7.50, and it's Entertainment Weekly's Women Who Kick Ass, the stars of, stars of Universal Pictures' new spy thriller, The 355. Uh, and it reads, in the spirit of Bond and Born, Universal Pictures' The 355, in theaters this January, hopefully, uh, is a, an action-packed espionage thriller conceived and produced by Oscar nominee Jessica Chastain, directed by genre-defying filmmaker Simon Kinberg, and starring a jaw-dropping cast of some of the most powerful females and female actors in film history. Join stars Jessica Chastain, Oscar winner Lupita Nyong'o, Diane Kruger, uh, and fan Bingbit. Bin Bing Bing uh, for Entertainment Weekly's Women Who Kick Ass panel, uh, moderated by Entertainment Weekly's Devin Coggin, as they discuss this groundbreaking 
breakneck new film and the dangers and thrills of launching a new global vision for the 21st century action film. Uh, it also stars Oscar winner Penelope Cruz, Sebastian Stan, and Ed- Edgar Ramirez. So this is a very, very stacked lineup. Uh-huh. So we definitely want to say that this is going to be something that we want to definitely stress because the trailer looks, looks awesome. Looks very good. Yeah. So we definitely got to focus on that. And to see where this is going, the director involved is Simon Kinberg. Uh huh. You know what he just directed? Uh, Dark Phoenix. Yep. So Don't get me wrong. I read the director. It crossed my mind. It, it crossed my mind. That's what I want to stress. They really stacked this cast up for it. And you know our opinions. They, they did the same thing for Dark Phoenix. I know. So I'm going in this with a little trepidation. Yeah. But the yeah. trailer looks, came out. Looks good. The trailer looked good. Yeah. So I'm willing to give this a little benefit of the doubt. So like I say, anytime though when we saw the the name pop, I was like, oh no, Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, Dark uh-huh. Phoenix. But I'm hoping to be happily surprised. Yeah. I'm going to give this panel a shot. Yeah. And definitely see where they go with this. And like I said, I, the trailer we retweeted out because I actually think it looks very, very good. So obviously maybe Dark Phoenix is a one and done for bad films. Fingers crossed. So we'll go from there. But for yep. but for overall for Saturday though. Yeah, no, absolutely. Stack a couple other ones just worth mentioning. Uh, Eight fifteen, Cyanide and Happiness draw comics live. Uh, they're going so they join the creators and writers of Cyanide and Happiness as they sit at home in their underwear, drawing hilarious comics based on your suggestions. Oh God! So if you've been on the internet at any point like the last 10, 15 years, you are familiar with Cyanide and Happiness. So them drawing your suggestions is going to be absolutely wild. Uh, taking place at eight twenty five from Adult Swim is the making of. Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal, uh, which that's his new animated series that's on uh, Adult Swim, so very celebrated uh, director and and maker of awesome content. Mm. But no, yeah, Saturday's got a lot going on. Saturday's very stacked going up to 925 there. I mean, they definitely really stretched out Saturday. Like I said, the morning is the only thing I guess if I was going to be critical about. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say it's really only geared for like D and D and anime mm-hmm. for a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. which, like I said, isn't a bad thing. We don't cover a lot of it on here, right? But I know that that's where it's geared up. So that's why I say whatever you're looking forward to, mm-hmm. you definitely want to check under the genre breakdown that they have on findthemetaverse.com. Yeah, absolutely, and it'll guide you right to it. Yes. So, like I say, but it's something definitely worthwhile checking out starting at eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday, October tenth. Mm-hmm. But let's close it out with Sunday, October eleventh. Yeah. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about takes place at 1240 Eastern and that is Valiant heads to Hollywood. So a description reads before Paramount's Harbinger movie hits the big screen in 2021, learn all about Valiant Entertainment's upcoming comic, The Harbinger, and witness this bold new take on the classic franchise. Plus exclusive reveals from Ninjak, Bloodshot, XO Man of War, Rai, and more. Uh, moderated by Tiffany of YouTube's Comic Pop, join writers Jackson Lanzig, Colin Kelly, Jeff Parker, Dennis Hopeless, in quotes, uh, Hallam, and senior editors Heather Antos and Lisa Hawkins for an exclusive look at the future of the Valiant universe and its must-read new comics. Valiant has been putting out some big work, and like we say, Harbinger has been talked about hitting the big screen in 2021. Obviously, Bloodshot was what it was. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of go from there. But take nothing away from the comic line. Mm-hmm. And especially there was some news breaking that they are coming out with a new Harbinger comic series for mm-hmm. 2021. It's just going to be titled The Harbinger. So it's a little separate from what they've typically done. Years past has been a team book. Yeah. But now this is going to 
this one I believe is going to keep along the same lines. I the only thing that's kind of a little confusing is if they're going to really focus on Pete Stankich, mm. who is AK Sting. Yeah. So that is if it's just going to be based on him, or right. is it going to be based on anybody else joining the team? So like I say, it's a little. Details are a little fuzzy right now. Mm-hmm. So definitely you know, yeah. keep, keep your ears out for comic podcasts. So just cheers to comics yeah. once they pull this. I'm sure they're going to be talking about this as well. So to see where they're going to focus on, and mm-hmm. like I say, if the movie is going to be based on the one character instead of the team because whatever iteration they want to do, yeah. you definitely want to check it out. Yeah. But for what they're bringing, talking about Exo Man of War, Rye, and everything, they have a very underrated comic line. I can't stress this enough. Mm-hmm. So you definitely want to take a chance with this. And I'd say... To see her a little bit more about the Harbinger movie, I'm actually very intrigued about. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, uh, one that I am going to be all over is taking place at 105. It's time for Animaniacs. Oh Voice cast and producer panel. Uh, the description reads, the Warner Brothers Yakko and Wacko and the Warner sister Dot are heading home to the Warner Brothers Water Tower. But first, they're making a quick stop at New York Comic Con to give fans an exclusive first look at their brand new series coming soon to Hulu. Join executive producers Wesley Wilde, co-executive producer Gabe Swar, and voice cast members Rob Paulson, Tress McNeil, Jess Harnell, and Maurice LaMarche for a lively panel that will most definitely be zany to the max. Uh, Animaniacs is produced by Amblin Television in association with Warner Brothers Animation and premieres on Hulu on Friday, November 20th. Christ almighty, you're getting Rob Paulson, Jess Harnell, and Maurice LaMarche on the same panel together. It is going to be outrageous and hilarious. Well, it's like when they usually do Twisted Tunes. Uh Uh-huh. And if you've never been in attendance for that. They are putting up uh, new content almost weekly or on a fairly regular basis on their YouTube channel. That is phenomenal. I know they just did uh, a uh, reading of the Friends episode where everyone finds out about uh, the one where they, it's the one where they found out Mm. episode of Friends. So it's absolutely outrageous. Yeah, definitely something worth checking out, especially with all the new Animaniac stuff coming out on Hulu and oh, yeah. on November 20th. God, I can't wait. It's going to be a fun time. So good. Definitely a fun time. Yeah. Uh, taking place next at one fifteen is Skybound's 10th birthday. Wow, uh, descri- 10 years? Yeah, so the description reads, Skybound's 10th anniversary. Join Robert Kirkman uh, to celebrate the past 10 years of Skybound and where the company is going next. It's going to be something to just really kind of bask in the Skybound's 10 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. that's wild but is robert kirkman going to be there so you never know what's going to come out of his mouth yeah and they'll be teasing a lot about walking dead obviously invincible is going to be a hot topic especially after the panel oh yeah so you never yeah. know you never know what he's going to kind of say about it yep. so uh, next one taking place at 325 I know is near and dear to your heart, Ken. Uh, this is DC's Stargirl cast and producer panel. Yes. So the description of this reads, DC's Stargirl co-creator slash executive producer Jeff Johns joins series stars Breck Bassinger, Yvette Monreal, uh, Angelique Washington, Cameron Gelman, and Meg DeLacy. As they relive the first season's most epic moments, join your favorite Blue Valley residents as they share the behind-the-scenes tales and and scoop on what's to come for season two. Uh, it says DC Stargirl, the complete first season, is currently available to own on digital, Blu-ray, DVD, and now streaming on the CW app. Well, I think there's going to be a lot like what they did previously for mm-hmm. DC fandom, which is not a bad thing. No. So anytime you get the cast together, you might get a little more information coming out mm-hmm. about the new season because making that transition over to CW is going to be a big one. Yeah. So yeah. definitely interested to see what they're going to have to say about that. And like mm-hmm. I, I can't stress enough, if you haven't checked out the first season, give it a shot. Yeah, it's definitely going to surprise a lot of people more so yeah. than not. So, like I say, this one 
I'm just hoping to hear more details. Maybe some new characters joining the team, per Ooh, se. Maybe. So have to wait and see on that. Yeah. Uh, next at 4 o'clock is Big Hero 6, the series. Join Disney XD's Big Hero 6, the series, star Ryan Potter, Scott Adsit, Jamie Chung, Brooks Whelan, Carrie Payton, and Lucas Neff, and executive producers Mark McCorkle, Bob Shuley, and Nick Filippi as they discuss the trajectory of this beloved animated superhero comedy series and share uh, sneak peeks of season three. Uh, this will be moderated by Jeffrey R. Epstein, co-host of D23 Inside Disney Podcast. So season three is coming on, mm-hmm. so we have to see how the team is doing. Yeah. Obviously, one of my favorite Disney animated films. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great film. If you I, if you haven't seen it, because oh, I'm you know I'm a little old for DC animated. This is not your typical Disney animated film. It's a great movie. It's a great movie to check out. Like I say, I, I was skeptical at first, but now Baymax is like one of my favorite Disney. Characters. Oh yeah. So I'm excited to see what they're going to be presenting for this one. Yeah. Uh, next up, one uh, near and dear to my childhood, 705 Eastern Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters Reunion. Uh, and the description reads, it's time to duel. The original cast of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters reunites in this panel moderated by Sam Black. The cast will be reminiscing about their time on the show, working with each other, and answering your questions. Perhaps we'll finally get some answers to the age-old question, what does Pot of Greed do? Uh, I will probably be checking this out because it, this, for me, was a staple of Saturday morning cartoons just getting up watching what was going on and then much like a lot of uh dubbed anime at that time you get to a certain point and that was caught up for what they had dubbed at that point and you're back to episode one so you go oh see what happens next time in the next episode and you're back to episode one yeah so that that i'll definitely check out just to hear some of the stories from behind the scenes yeah obviously Yu-Gi-Oh is a definitely popular series so still going strong with yeah. the with the uh card game and everything yeah i was gonna say the card game hasn't slowed down i'll say every year we've been at, i've been a con they've had a giant thing for it yeah so obviously there's gonna be something that'll get a lot of heads turning and obviously yeah. to if they can get the final answer about what does a pot of greed do yeah what that's else? gonna be shattering yeah. the internet maybe maybe uh up next at 710 is at your service epics season two pennyworth cast and producer panel uh this says join series stars jack bannon uh ben aldridge and paloma faith as well as executive producer bruno heller for plenty of behind the scenes scoop uh about pennyworth's upcoming second season in a virtual panel moderated by damian holbrook from tv guide uh Mm -hmm. this one hour drama series follows alfred pennyworth a former british sas soldier in his 20s who forms a secret company in the 1960s london uh, and goes to work with a young with young billionaire thomas wayne who has not yet become bruce wayne's father Uh, season one of pennyworth is currently available to watch on epics and the epics now app see i have not given this show a shot no and it's I just don't have epics. That's the only reason why. Yeah, true. So obviously, hearing a lot of stuff they got planned for season two is interesting. I believe that Martha Wayne is going to be pregnant at this time. Oh, interesting. So they are going to start, slowly start introducing Bruce Wayne into the show, uh-huh. or at least something like that. Or we're going to meet the Waynes. I thought it was they were alluding to it. At least I heard. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said with this show. You know, I, I don't know. It's not enough to really hook me. Right. But if I had epics, I'd probably watch it. I'm going to just be very honest about this. So maybe I'll give it a glance. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get sold on getting a subscription to it. But, uh-huh. but it's worth checking out, though, if you're yeah. a fan of the Bat Family. Yeah. And the one thing to take away, too, from Sunday is they're going late. So if uh-huh. you're used to going to New York Comic Con, they are going well past 6 p.m. like they normally do. Uh-huh. And they're going into the 1030 range yeah. with different panels. So overall, though, Pat, uh-huh. Saturday and Sunday... What is standing out to you? What's really jumping? Uh, just a lot of good stuff going on in terms of 
everything. It's hard to pick one, you know, yeah. just with it's, it, there's just so much good going on. It's, it's kind of like with a regular New York Comic Con where where the hell do I go? There's a lot going on and everything I want to see at once. Yeah, this is one thing, too. Sunday is more loaded up with the more TV shows. I know we didn't touch upon like one day at a time is doing a panel mm-hmm. and, and the good doctor is. So if you're a fan of those shows, not really stuff that we cover on the show, but right. it's definitely trying to capture everybody about this. Yeah. And looking at Sunday's lineup, like I say, it looks pretty stacked. It's got some different projects on there that is going to be very new that we haven't seen before. Uh-huh. And I'm excited to see what they're going to bring. Like I said, there's a little more Quibi stuff that's going to be happening on there. And I know that they were really trying to push a new Legends of Zandal, uh-huh. I believe it's called. Okay. It's around 1 o'clock. Like it was, they have it featured on the front page. Uh-huh. So that's why I said like it kind of stood out to me like, okay, what is this? Because... Anytime something has the front page, I'm kind of like, okay, what is this? Yeah, it's the story behind the legend of Zadi. Oh, okay. But it's with Gail Simone and Jim California. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, I might give this a shot just because I have never heard about this. But I know Gail Simone's work. I'm a huge fan of it. Right, so right. this might be something to check out. Like I said, they really have the deck stacked for Sunday, but it's spread out, though. So it's covering a wide genre of fandoms. Mm-hmm. But overall... It's looking like a stacked deck for the entire weekend. Yeah. I would say going in with this, I feel better about this than I did San Diego. Absolutely. And I think that this is definitely by far and away a lot stronger than Fandom. Yes. Or not Fandom, rather, um, Metaverse. Oh, no, yeah. 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 Fandom day one you can't really beat because that had so many Hall H moments per se. Mm-hmm. But what this is doing for New York is I think they really sat back. I think they really looked at everything and said, okay, how can we improve? Uh-huh. They're going to be dealing with a little more fan interaction. They do have Artist Alley set up as well, too. So if you've been going down there and you want to get some artwork from your favorite artists, uh-huh. they do have their links right underneath their pictures. Yeah. So if you're like, okay, well, I'm looking for a certain artist, you can check their website and then go right directly to them. So who is going to be there? That's a big thing going on. Their merch is they have a lot of collectible ideas like we talked about, too, with The Walking Dead. Yeah. So that's up there as well. So there is definitely that con feel to this, which I have to say I can't stress enough. It's not the same, but it's enough that you're going to feel that con experience. Uh-huh. And I think that's something that you really want to look forward to, especially dealing with cons. So like I say, we can't stress enough. If you have not checked out findthemetaverse.com, you need to check it out immediately. Get familiar with it because there's going to be a lot of stuff happening on social media with it. And you Uh definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel of New York Comic-Con. Yeah. Hit the bell for your favorite panels because once everything is signing up, it's going to be a huge deal. And it's going to be something that you're going to definitely want to watch. Is it the same as attending in person? No. No. But they're making the best of the situation they're in. I like everything they have set up. They definitely have enough that you as a fan will be able to find stuff. Uh And like I say, you just have to make sure that you're subscribed, set up, for New York Comic-Con this weekend. So that being said, we are going to take a quick break, but hit us up on that hashtag, hashtag ODPH. Saturday and Sunday, how is it looking to you for New York Comic-Con? We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. My name is Paige, and I'm the host of Reverie True Crime. Reverie means to daydream, but even daydreams can become nightmares. Come join me and get lost in horrific reverie about true crimes and eerie events. Reverie True Crime Podcast, available wherever you stream your favorite podcasts.
Hi, this is Tyler from Second Suitor, and you're listening to the ODPH Podcast. I want you to get it. I want you to understand. I'm doing the best I can, but not as good as I want to be. I just want to get it. I just want to comprehend that I have to make amends. Coming back for the final segment on this special NYCC preview edition of the ODPH podcast. Pad, kick us off with those one shots. Got to talk about uh, just we got one quick thing I want to mention. Uh, coming out on November 10th is uh, The Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view. Uh, this is from the folks over at Delray Books. Uh, if, and it is kind of a sequel of sorts to the one they did a couple years ago, uh, which was A New Hope from a certain point of view. Of course, it, uh, it, this year marks the 40th anniversary of uh, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back release. Mm-hmm. So to mark the occasion they are doing uh 40 shorts or something like 40s i think is what it is and i might be wrong on that number uh, a bunch of short stories involving characters that were on screen uh during empire strikes back but not necessarily you know huge main characters uh so it's just a couple of highlights if you go to the delray uh, at delray star wars twitter account or you go to Facebook and look up Star Wars books. You can see a whole list of the ones they announced just the other day. These are just some highlights or ones that I felt were, uh, were worth mentioning. All right. uh, one book they are going or one short story they're going to do is from the perspective of the Wampa that hmm. attacks Luke. Uh, it's uh, their tweet reads: "Did you ever hear the tragedy of the Wampa on Hoth?" Uh, and so that's going to be very interesting. Uh, another one they are doing is from the perspective of Admiral Piet. Okay. Uh, which reads, Piet might not have the, come into the role of Admiral by traditional means, but he's determined to hold on to that power no matter what. So that one looks very interesting. Uh, another one they're going to be doing is from the perspective of Yoda. Hmm. Uh, so just to read a little blurb, blurb or a little excerpt from this one, uh, it says, quote, Yoda could not remember the last time something had broken his concentration in such a manner. Was it a sign of inner doubt or an old fear he'd managed to keep hidden within? Hmm. No, this was an outside presence a presence he had not felt in many years, potent and prophetic, foreign yet familiar, a Skywalker. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting there. Another one they're doing from uh, is one from the perspective of Emperor Palpatine, uh, which uh, the little blurb they gave with this says, there has been a great disturbance in the Force. We have a new enemy. Spooky Force Vision, Dark Side Machinations, you are not ready. Uh, Lord have mercy. I know it's a blink and you miss well, not necessarily blink and you miss it, but it's kind of just one scene appearance and then he kind of goes away until the third movie. So I'm definitely interested to see what they do and kind of what they uh, expand upon with this. Uh, next one, near and dear to your heart, story from the perspective of Boba Fett. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, they said you can't handle a bounty hunter party with, you can't have a bounty hunter party without Boba Fett. Uh, and the blurb or excerpt they gave for this one says the galaxy was lousy with idiots, but where there was an idiot, there was a cash a case of credits fet could collect so that one's going to be very interesting and obviously a lot of people are going to be interested for that one another one they're doing is from the perspective of obi-wan kenobi in hmm. uh, a little blurb they put out with this one says i had hoped that dying would be enough to untangle me from the skywalker family's issues and yet here i am again obi-wan kenobi one with the force and yet and still the only thing standing between a skywalker and an impulse decision that could have galactic consequences so very good. a lot of intrigue with that one. And then the last one I want to mention, uh, Dengar, they're doing a story with Dengar and IG-88. Okay. So this book's going to be very interesting. Highly recommend you check it out. Uh, like I said, the book goes on sale November 10th. I, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're not even necessarily a Star Wars book fan. If you just love the movies, it's great. The first one is amazing. It, it, it kind of 
changes my viewing on a new hope i'm not gonna lie with some of the stuff oh, that, wow okay yeah because you know there's the whole scene in uh, a new hope where they go into the cantina and the bartender says hey we don't know droids we don't serve their kind here hmm. they have a story a, a short story f- about him and it explains why he hates droids yeah they have a short story in that one which explains why they didn't shoot the escape pod at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of it builds upon the movie to add so much depth to it and this is only going to do that even further i cannot wait to read this yeah it definitely sounds like an interesting book i'm, yeah. I'm excited for this oh i cannot wait so for my comic picks mm-hmm. for one shots uh, obviously, Marvel has got Thor 8 coming out, so obviously yep. Donny Cates doing yep. his thing. Yep. And Champions number one is coming Ooh. out, so that's going to be something interesting. I know they're really kind of rebooting that lineup and yeah. seeing what we get with that. And then flipping the coin to DC, it's Batman 100, the end uh-huh. of the Joker War. Yeah. Looks impressive as all hell. There's it's a lot. Be bonkers. Of, yeah, there's a lot of ramifications coming out of this one. So something worthwhile to check out while you're checking out New York Comic Con at home. Yeah. And what I figure we close out this show with is obviously we've given you a lot to digest about this year's New York Comic Con. Uh-huh. But, Pat, why. Is it so important about going to New York Comic Con? Like, what makes that so special? It's it's one of a kind experiences. It's an atmosphere that you honestly cannot describe unless you've been there. Where it's everybody who's a fan of everything, and it's honestly one of the most chill atmospheres I've ever been in. Yeah. It outside of being in like Times Square or Disney, have I ever been around that many people that tight together? Bumped into people, got my foot stepped on you know, accidentally or what have you, and just been like, oh, hey, sorry. Oh, no, no worries. Like, it's one of the most chill atmospheres I've ever been in. It's also a place where you see stuff you never would have thought you'd see. I remember the one year you and I went, and we were just walking around the show floor where, you know, the uh, people are selling stuff, and you can get stuff signed and what have you. Uh, And we we turned around, and and we saw The weekend. You know, the artist, the weekend was like... Right out of the Marvel booth. Was within spitting distance. You know, you just never know who you're going to... Like, what was it? The one year we went, we saw uh, one of the actresses from Game of Thrones go blowing by us, walking really fast with security following her. Oh. I think it was... uh, What's her name of the place? Cersei. Yes. Um, Blanking out, blanking on her name. It's been a while. But, you know, so you just never know what you're going to see. You never know who you're going to see. And just some of the stuff you don't expect that you walk in there and you're not expecting. The one year we went... And it wasn't announced. It wasn't teased because Lord knows going into it, you thought they would have teased it. We walked in there uh, and there was the the props from The Last Jedi. Mm. You know, that that was just that. That wasn't announced. That wasn't teased. That wasn't like, hey, we've got something to start. Because the one year I remember we went, they had all the armor and swords and stuff from the World of Warcraft movie, which I was right. like, which looked really cool to see up close. But just to see that and, and especially for me getting – uh, some of my Star Wars books all signed by the authors that wrote them. You know, they're books I enjoyed. I got to meet Tim. Got to meet and get my photo taken with Timothy Zahn. Mm. You know, that's not an instance that anywhere else I would have been able to do. Right. I think the actress you were thinking of was Natalie Dormer. Oh, you know what? Maybe that was because uh, Cersei Lena Headley. Yeah, was supposed to be there. Oh, yeah, but you're she right. had a cancer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, like for me, Khan has just always been an escape. And I mean, remember the first year I went down? Yeah, eight years ago. Yeah. It was just so sensory overload. Like, if you're yeah. not used to seeing that. Also, a lot of Megan Trainer. Yeah. A lot of Megan Trainer, a lot of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Seriously. Every single room you go into, they were playing It's All About the Bass. Uh huh. 
and, and shake I, it off. And I remember the the one year, I think it was the year the last uh, Jurassic World movie came out. So they had the gate there. They were playing the Jurassic Park theme song ad nauseum. On repeat. So by the end of the weekend, I didn't want to hear that theme ever again. And you know me, I, I don't like Jurassic Park sure. to begin with. So sure. I was fuming sure. when I heard that. I'm like, oh. I, well, walking in there, I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, they got the theme playing and you got the giant gates. And by like the end of the day, I was like, holy shit, this is annoying. Yeah. But like I say, the first year you go down, it's always sensitive. Yeah. Over oh, yeah. You, it takes you like a good two days of how long mm-hmm. you're there to just yeah. really figure out where everything is. Yeah. So like I say, the second year I went was always the one I always remember the most. Yeah. The energy was still there. And yeah. it's, it's just weird to go walk around and see your different fandoms. I got to meet Scott Snyder and Greg Apulo, mm-hmm. so I was super excited yeah. about that. Also, getting to see television episodes air before they on they're on television. Yeah, the Agents of Shield. I know we've gotten to see Agents of Shield a couple times. Uh, we got to see a Once Upon a Time episode before it aired, which I know, <laughs> which I know pissed my mom and sister off because they loved that show when it was on. And I was like, hey, guess what I got to do? And they're like, what? I was like, I got to see this week's episode of Once Upon a Time. Yeah, they, they were mad about that. Getting to see the first two episodes of Star Wars Rebels season two before, like I want to say, like a week or or two before that premiered yeah you know in that room that was amazing just you know just all the getting to see tv shows you know before they air and, and especially getting to see marvel ones with the dudes in because i'd heard about the dudes in suits yeah that's no, legit and it's and i was like oh, okay yeah sure 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 like it's a thing but not fully understanding it's a friggin' thing yeah no it, it, they're terrifying oh no they get down to it i mean they do not mess around with it they're and, scarier than some bouncers i've met yeah legit they do not play around with it. No. I mean, I've been able to attend some some of those panels. Like I said, Pat and I have gone to multiple cons, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has always been a wild one. It's oh, always yeah. been a fun one. Yeah. Walking Dead is bananas. Yeah. Or at least it was. Like, back in the heyday when it was, like, remember the, the, remember the one year, uh, what was it, Norman Reedus rode in on a motorcycle? Yep. That happened down that's at that's MSG. Just, MSG. That's just how he came in. Like, I, normally you go to a con, and if you've seen the video, oh, and they bring out, oh, they introduce the people, and they come walking out, they wave. You know, they do whatever. No, they introduced Norman Reedus. He came down in a motorcycle. Yeah. No, it's always just cool seeing the stars up close. Like, yeah. Clark Gregg decided to do uh, oh a, a flash. What was it? Flash dance? Flash or? mob. Yeah. A flash mob. Flash mob. Yeah. Where when, we were. That was the thing because they were going back and forth with uh, Agent Carter. Yep. So he decided to do one right in front of us. Like I said, they have always been so gracious. The stars have come down there. Even the ones that hide around in camouflage like Mark Ruffalo. Oh, my God. I walked past him and I didn't even know it. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So the, that was the first year I went. And uh, was walking by, and I, I I got to meet the Peter Griffin guy. Mm-hmm. If you've seen if you've seen him on YouTube, he looks and sounds just like friend Peter Griffin, which is amazing, you know. And I'm walking by, and I see this guy wearing this costume. It almost looks like a an old Mario, mm-hmm. you know, like like oh, and I'm talking old in age, you know, wrinkled skin, you know, kind of a uh, lost its color hat, and has got a cigar in its mouth, and he's kind of. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. You had shared the article. After I left from Entertainment Weekly saying Mark Ruffle and somebody else, I forget who the Jared other. Jared Leto. Were walking around New York Comic Con and nobody knew it. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I, you know, they said they were in costume. I was like, oh, I wondered if I walked past either of them. So I went to the article. Jared Leto was first. I was like, okay, I didn't walk past him. Scrolled down and I saw they had the photo of what Ruffalo was wearing. And I was like, holy shit, I walked by him. Yeah. It's absolutely wild who you see down there. You yeah. see all these celebrities. Like last year when we went, Ryan Reynolds got announced a oh half God. hour before. Yeah, and the, we had like 10 minutes to get down there. Yep, in the Kingsman panel. So he was also doing Free Guy. So we came yep. down there and saw that. Yep. Just all the celebrities you get to meet and just the overall fans you yeah. meet. Like I say, I've chatted up with many of fans in line to get stuff signed by Scott Snyder, Greg mm-hmm. Capullo, Tom King. And the list goes on and on. I mean, hell, that's where we even met one of our biggest supporters, the one and only Dre Driven. It's true. Standing in line at DC Nation trying to get in there. 
had a great yeah. conversation, and, yeah. and then he's been riding with us ever since. We always appreciate Dre. Shout out to yeah. Dre. I, w- I went to a panel with cartoon vo- with a bunch of voice actors. Nolan, if so, if you're familiar with any of these names, you know you know how to, how big this panel was. Nolan North was there. Jess Harnell, Rob Paulson, John DiMaggio. You know some of the who's who and biggest names of the voice acting you know community. Christ, I got to hear Rob Paulson do the countries of the world. I can die happy. Yeah. Like that's that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You just have those moments where you just go and meet your, you know, people that you admire so much. Mm-hmm. And I, like I say, for the most part, like everybody has been very, very nice and yeah. very, very accommodating. Yeah. Like Kevin Conroy is always a great yeah. guy to meet in line. Yeah. Like he, he always yeah. chats up. And like I say, for us, it, it's always been a blast. Like I said, last year we got to do press for the first time. Yeah. And even though I was the only one to make it up from the panel for the podcast meetup. That was always something that I always hold a very special place mm-hmm. for because, like I say, I always think of us as this little show that nobody knows about. But yeah. going there and meeting some of your fellow peers, such as So Wizard and Pina Comics and Superhero Speak and sure. Ghost of Stratosphere, that was such a dope conversation, too, up there. And I know we have the group photo. I think So Wizard has that. I know right. uh, we, we've, we've all shared that time to time. Yeah. Just those moments where you get to meet like your friends up there and you just – you know, talking and just hanging out and enjoying the moment of being a fan. Like that's the one thing you can't take away from con is just the place you go to escape. You meet your fellow fans. You enjoy every minute of it. And there's something for everybody. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a DC fan. It doesn't matter. You're just a fan. Yeah. And you get to see the best cosplay in the world. Oh, yeah. And, and like you said, you just never know who you're going to see. I mean, remember last year, we were just walking around the show floor, and we turned around and we go, oh, shit, there's Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Like, what, I was walking around uh, by myself at one point because I didn't have anything going on, and I went, what the hell? Why is there this huge crowd here all randomly all of a sudden? Oh, uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and, and Mark Henry are over there. What the hell? Like, yeah, that's that's insane. And and just even getting to do photo, getting some photos with some celebrities. I got to meet David Tennant. You know, tenth Doctor. You know, also uh, Barty Cross Jr. from Harry Potter. You know, from also in Jessica Jones. I'm like I could go on and on and on. Yeah. You know, getting a photo with him and getting to meet him. James Arnold Taylor, who's been a huge part of my life. You know, as Titus from Final Fantasy X, Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank, Tom from Off the Cuff Gaming. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, and just a whole bunch of other things, you know, was just, especially David Tennant, you know, I'd always said like the first year I went to Ghana, I was like, all right, if there's somebody there that for me is like a once in a lifetime opportunity, I don't know if I'll ever get to do this again. I do it. And when they announced David Tennant was going to be there, I'm like, this is it. This is like my, I told my sister and my sister goes, if you don't get a photo with him, I'm disowning you. Well, that's the whole thing. You get the opportunity to do, albeit though it does cost. Some, yeah, it does. Which, which I have no issue if you decide to buy one. I mean, yeah. I don't. If if you feel that much of a fandom that you want to do that, yeah. go right ahead. Yeah, I know people that get defensive about that. Yeah, it's like stop. Yeah, you're a fan. Be a fan. You don't have to sit there and fake it for the gram. Yeah. Seriously, like I mean, I've been lucky that the authors and artists that I've met, I haven't, but I've had to buy something to get signed. Sure. So I consider sure. that my payment. Sure. So I, you know, and like I said, we've had nothing but great experiences meeting yeah. everybody from you know indie creators. Like we've met. Um, you know, the creator from uh, Punk Taco, Adam mm-hmm. Walenta, that it was that was a cool experience to start off last year too. And, yeah, and especially like when you get the chance to meet these creators and you really get the chance to talk and just interact. Like I say, I could honestly just ramble on and on about like the greatness of going to cons, but if you are a fan of a genre, mm-hmm. th- this is what you want to go and and embrace and really yeah. live up. 
And then just to have that experience, like I said, Pat and I have been lucky that we've been able to go multiple years and have that experience. And you just go meet your fellow fans and just geek out and, and just have fun. And like I even said last year with press, get invited to the press rooms and do that. And I remember last year I blew my voice out oh, a yeah. week prior. And I yeah. could not talk. And I felt so bad when I met Adam Walenta that um, I could not even like he wanted to do an interview. And I, like, I couldn't. I was like, my voice is gone. And then, like, it just slowly started coming back by the time Friday afternoon hit because otherwise I was, like, completely screwed. But that whole experience, though, was just one of the best times ever. And mm-hmm. just going down there, just get a little escape. And, you know, then you come back to normalcy and you get to, t- you know, tell your stories to everybody that wasn't there. And just you get to live up your fandom. Yeah. And this day and age, the more happiness you can go find, the better. So, like I say, it's always cool to go to. It sucks that it's virtual, but I understand what is going on. And I can't stress enough, be a fan virtually. Go support these events mm-hmm. because, one, it's free to yep. go if you can access YouTube. Yep. How cool is that that you can do this? You don't have to sit in queue and wait for three hours to get a badge to go. You can attend anywhere across the world. Mm-hmm. You can go cover it. You're going to have so much content the next four days that if you are a fan of anything, this is the place to be. We can't stress enough. Find the metaverse.com. And definitely hit up New York Comic Con's YouTube page. Mm -hmm. You definitely don't want to miss a minute of the action. We'll recap it next week. And we're also going to be doing the live daily shows on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Because Rich from 3FN, who is going to be doing press with us this year, obviously we can't go to attend it physically, so we're going to cover it virtually. You don't want to miss any minute of the action of that. So definitely make sure you drop that follow to twitch.tv slash 607 podcast and join in the conversation there. Final thoughts, Pad? I uh, cannot wait. Should be a lot of great stuff going on with uh, New York Comic Con Metaverse. I, I'm super excited. Let the weekend begin. That's all I need to say about that. Other than the music that you heard on this episode of the ODPH podcast is that of Shout at the Robots, which, Pad, they are now on Patreon. Oh. So they have a lot of great merchandise that you need to go check out. And all of the money that is on the Patreon, I believe, is heading towards the goal of paying for the new album. Cool. So there is so much that you need to check on there. Where do you go? You go to ochoduroparlayar.com slash music. You can find out about them. Brian Wolf from Fair City Fire, Floodland, Second Suitor, and Tom Jolu. Now, Pat, do you know what the big news is about Tom? Uh, I do not. Tom will be in studio next week as we record to do the long anticipated interview we finally have got everything worked out so tom is going to be in here he completely tore off the roof of dmg this past saturday you can catch that performance on twitch.tv podcast and he is going to be in studio talking about his musical journey he is a great musician if you've not heard him you're in for a treat i believe the episode will drop thursday next week as we are talking so you want to definitely make sure you're sub to the odph for that also on OchoDuroParleyHour.com, you can head over to the directory where you'll find out about friends of the show, such as Tom from Off the Cuff Gaming, who Pad uh, still has no comment for. Crickets. Still mad, Tom. Still mad. you got to make that up to him. He's not selling you on this one. You can also find out about our friends at Excite Wrestling, Dragon Master Games. You can also check out organizational links supporting Black Lives Matter and voter registration. And you can check out all the amazing pod groups we are in via their pod chaser pages. So shout out to Pod Nation. Shout out to Legion Independent Podcasts. Shout out to The Apocalypse. Shout out to Alternate Reality Radio. And shout out to Hashtag 67 Podcasts. Rich Ron, Mike C, and Hashtag Big Natty Cool still on Twitter, Pad. Oh, boy. They haven't kicked them off yet. But if you want to find out what all the hype is about when we keep saying they haven't kicked them off yet... 
you need to sign up for patreon.com slash a122productions and definitely $1 gets you in the door, $3 gets you a comfy seat at the table, and you can have all the Dr. Derek you can handle behind the paywall. Oh, boy. Enough said. All of that and so much more. OchoDuraParleyHour.com. That's all I got for this edition. So for the one and only Padawan J. 133 days, still no HBO Max app on Amazon, Fire, or Roku. I'm your host, Ken M. Enjoy New York Comic Con. Thank you, as always, for listening to the ODPH Podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 